Welcome to the Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping build a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I am your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Pearl LLC, certified master life and business coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. So that's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode will dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, family, and in life. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So today we have Miss Felicia Brookins. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Yes, you are. Okay. Miss Felicia is the proud wife of Mr. Jason H. Brookins and holds the prestigious title of mother to one wonderful son, Philip J. Brookins. She is a graduate of the University of Southern Mississippi, all right, 1989, with a Bachelor's of Science degree in broadcast journalism. She has always enjoyed writing poems and reading. She's the author of her first Christian fiction trilogy, Sister Nadine's Ways which was released spring 2017 and is available on Amazon.com paperback or Kindle edition. She is also the winner of the 2016 Southern Lace Literacy Award, 2018 AAMBC Urban Book of the Year, and 2018 finalist for Best Book Award from American Book Fest, Awesome Sauce. Felicia Brookins is also the founder of the literary touring event, Inspired Resources LLC, Write the Vision Writers Conference, which connects aspiring authors and writers with experts in the fields of publishing, marketing, social media, and legal advice for authors. She has held several successful tours in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and recently in Jackson, Mississippi. She is available for book club discussions and speaking opportunities concerning the platform of her book. I want to give a warm, warm welcome to Miss Felicia Brookins. Hello there. Hello, Tara. Thank you. I'm doing awesome. A little hot in Jackson, Mississippi, but I'm very <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Y'all send some of that up here where I am. You can have it. <laughs> Not too much of it because I'm remembering what those uh, days used to be like. <laughs> and, and, and during the winter up here, I do miss it. Oh, and you know, we're about to hit August. So it's we're about to hit the, 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 the big, 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 big bunch. The real hot month. Yeah. yeah. So, again, welcome to the Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit more about you other than what I shared with them in the intro? 
Ah, okay. Well, again, my name is Felicia Brookins. Now, depending on when you see me in the mode that I'm in, I could be Francine one day, and someday if I'm feeling sassy, they call me uh, Mercedes. It just depends <laughs> on what I'm doing uh, for that day. Um, what else would I tell you about me? I am pretty busy woman. Uh, I enjoy uh, socializing, networking, connecting. Um, I'm very involved with my church home. Uh, I am getting ready to send off a sophomore to college, so I'm wow. in a little emotional state right now. Yeah. Uh, and I, I publish this book and I promote this book um, a lot. And I love looking for opportunities to get it out before uh, the audience. So right now, that's you know that's a little bit uh, more about me. I I, um, I enjoy watching Queen Sugar. All right. Okay. Got to see that. And uh, other than that, yeah, really busy at church. And okay. Well, that is awesome. Now, can you share with us a little bit about what you feel your life's purpose is and why you're so passionate about it through what you do? Well, I would say my life's purpose, I, I believe that I have more than one, but when it ties into to my book and to my Authors and Writers Conference, I would say that through my book, it is to um, get women especially to understand the importance of our role in the lives of people that are in our circle, um, especially when it comes to the children and spouse or even the you know, spouse, the uh, guy that we're dating. Uh, what is the importance of the role that we play in their lives? Yeah. And to me, that role is that of um, what I consider to be a God-given role as a nurturer. And so I want my book to be able to get people, women to understand and to realize that is a very important role. It is very influential. It can set the tone for, especially when it comes to our children, the, the tone for the rest of their lives as to how they think, how they perceive uh, women, how they perceive relationships, how they perceive themselves. And so I want to use this book as a platform to get that out, especially uh, when we need to think about um, not just the fact that we have, you know, little girls that we yeah. need to consider the things that we say and what we do or we present exactly. to them. But when it comes to our sons, yes. um, nurturers, what are we pouring into them when it comes to their desire to even want to be husbands, oh. their desire to even want to date, how they see, hey, just how they see the that's right that's right you gotta think about that yeah now I, I, it, you said something that it kind of struck and I, I want you to to elaborate a little bit on it because I know some of the listeners may be saying well what does she mean by our role as women because there's this misconception that of what a, a wife is supposed to be and so many women they run from the word submissive mm -hmm. um what a role is for a mother to her children because so many moms become consumed with their children their husband their church and they lose themselves 
in the midst of it. So can you elaborate a little bit on what you mean when you say our role? Okay, uh, when I say our role, uh, first of all, all the things that you mentioned are roles of women and we all do them in a different way. Yes. But um, in being in those different roles, the most important or the foundation of it, I think is again, that of a nurturer. Uh, for example, let's say, okay, I'm a mom. And I may say, you know, a certain set of rules for my kids that another mother may not do. Yeah. Uh, but even in doing that, I have to think about how I'm nurturing my children, even yeah. in making those decisions. Yeah. Uh, it comes down to how do I, how do I deliver uh, a request of them or tell them to do something? How do I respond to something that they do in the role of a mother? Yeah. Uh, because again, I am a nurturer, so I will either nourish um, pride for who they are or maybe shame for who they are. Yeah. Um, I may nurture um, someone that is confident about who they are or I may nurture someone that is ashamed or shy. But yeah. as I'm doing that, I'm doing that in the role of a mother, yeah. but still what is coming out of my mouth is pouring into my child, that's, that's right. taking root in my child. And one day when my child goes outside my door and they're about to start their own lives, they're going to come in contact with someone else. And whatever I have nurtured inside of them and whatever role I play is going to impact the life of the other person and yeah. them as well. So that that's what I mean when I say in the role, because even as a wife, what am I nurturing or pouring into my husband? Exactly. So when my husband goes out, do they see a man that's confident and strong, that talks and acts like a man, or does he act like a little boy? Yeah, okay, okay. Is he undecisive? Is he unable yes. to, to as, as they said in the John Q movie, do something? Yeah. You know, I yes. want you to be the man. Can you do that in the role as my husband? Um, if I'm nurturing the way that I should, and, and I say that, um, not even just with the submissive thing, but with what are the words that I say to him? Do I start my sentence off with, baby, can you do this? Or baby, would you do that? Or do I just put my hands on my hip and roll my neck and say, you better. See, see. Because I'm nurturing him too. Yeah. Even in the role of a wife, I'm nurturing him. We could go, girl, we can go into a whole, whole lot on that. A whole <laughs> lot on that there. Just that right there. We gonna have to come back on that one <laughs> because that's a whole nother podcast. It's a whole segment, all right? by itself. It, it is. It's a whole nother segment by itself because I've had too many conversations over the past few months about those things, mm -hmm. um, and and have been asked questions regarding those things. So there are women out there who are seeking understanding. There are women out there who are seeking wisdom. There are women out there who are in the church who still don't know. See, you can take the benediction up. You can do uh, the collection on that one right there and, and call benediction on just that right there. Yeah. We can all stand on just that right there. Right there. Right <laughs> there. So yeah, we, we'll have to we'll have to stick a pin in that one. Now, was there um, something you personally experienced that helps push you in the direction that, that you're in now when it comes to what you do and the business that you're in? Uh, well, as far as 
what will push me as far as writing, like I said, I always had a love for reading. And uh, I took some of my uh, own personal observations and I took those and I sprinkled them through my imagination, which okay. caused a Christian fiction book. Yeah. But uh, people always say, well, is it a true story? It's Christian fiction, but it's sprinkled on the top with some truth. You know, like you put the cheese on the lasagna or the macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and it just kind of melts off through there and gets off in there and makes it real good and gooey. Yes. So, yeah, I would say some of my uh, personal experiences and some of my observations. Okay. And um, I would have to also say my own spiritual walk and growth and journey being um, in the role of a wife and a mother, I have to think about spiritually, what am I showing them? What am I showing my son? What am I showing my husband? I'm by no means perfect, but uh, do I show my husband that I can try and handle a situation uh, even though I'm upset and still be res respectful with it? Or do I show him that as a godly woman, I'm immediately just going to go into custody straight out from <laughs> so that you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. And then on Sunday, we're going to get up in there and say, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, and I'm going to tell that woman I'm blessed. See. Okay. Acting the part. Right. You're in the image, but not the likeness. Ooh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that make you ponder just a little bit. Just a Just a tad. Just a and I and and I, I'm not even gonna speak on the other conversations that I've had people slide in my inbox. I'm on I'm gonna personalize this, um, because I know my mouth can get the best of me. Yeah, you know, and many people here know I'm married to a man who's 13 years older than me, and he said in his way. Right. Okay. Some things, some things he's he's willing to to you know say okay. Well, I'll I'll try to change my ways in that. And I you know I find myself sometimes telling him, you knew who you married when you said I did. Right. You knew my ways when you married me. See that ties into the title of my book, Sister Nadine's Ways. You know my ways. You know the way I am. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And what you just said kind of hit home. Um, and I'm 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 guilty, and I'll say that. Hey, uh, a lot of us are, a lot of us are. Yeah, but a lot of us won't won't say that we are. Exactly, exactly. I'm just bold enough to 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 say that I am because that I don't know, that's just me. Um hey. I, I, I I gotta be real with me before I can be real with anybody else. And I always say, you know, when I when I pray and say, okay, Lord, just bless him and change me. Okay. Because I have to make sure that I'm planting the right seeds. Right. And right. I have to make sure that I'm not responding off of him and his frustration from being whooped on Exactly. Exactly. Because as women, we we react. Yes. We react. So whatever you do, so the way reactive. that you come at us, what you say and how you say it, yeah. we will respond and react to that. The man really can set the tone. Yes. I tell my husband all the time, no matter what's going on, if he says if he begins his sentence with baby, 
I might be upset, but when he say baby, something inside of me go all the way down. It, it's it, like it's just oh, weak. Yeah, I just, it just melt like butter. I melt. <laughs> just melt like butter. I try to tell mine that he like, baby, I be trying to see. I married an engineer, so his uh, he trying to be analytical and think through it. See, you can't, you can't do that. You you can't do that. I keep telling him, okay, watch my words now. I said, if I'm laying the playbook out for you in the blueprint, you ain't picking right. it up what I'm putting down. Right. What you said right there was a mouthful. Was a mouthful. Um, and I just say this, you just held me on something. Because I tell them all the time, I'm imperfectly or I'm perfectly imperfect. Right. I am a work in progress. Exactly. I said, but, you know, you knew when you saw me coming around that corner, getting ready to walk into that sanctuary, that I was going to be your wife. I said, because that's what you said to me. Come I said, on, man. What about you? You said that to me. Exactly. And so with you saying that, with him seeing you come in that sanctuary, see, that goes back to, and then you must have known you had a strong prayer life because you got to have one to get me. I, my husband know that you got to have a strong prayer life for Felicia. You have to. You, you, you got you to have, have one. To. So <laughs> this is this is good because I know the 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 women listening to this are gonna have some questions if they yes. like me. They gonna have some questions because we could have this go on for a whole nother. Yes, get the wine. Let's do it. I'm who you look, but that was a mouthful. That, that that was a mouthful. What is the response? And I'm, I'm sure I can pretty much a, think I know where you might go, but what is the response that you get from your audience? Whether it's you speaking, whether it's it's them, you know, reading and reviewing your book and giving you their testimony. What response are you are you getting from your audience? Um, usually the first response that I get is one of anger at my oh, wow. main character, Sister Nadine Simmons. Wow. They hate her. They can't wait for it, as they say, for her to get hers. Uh, the men have been really interesting. They're like, he need to get him some, you know, yeah. a gold pair, a big pair. And he need to whoop her down. She need to handle her. She way out of line. That's how they talk about the wow. Sister Nadine Simmons. Everybody, everybody hates her. Okay. And so, um, and they say the book is captivating. It's hard for them to put it down. They really enjoyed it, and they're waiting for book two to come out. And so, I always pose the question to them: Well, you hate her, but have you ever considered, even though she's the the victimizer to you all in the book, that she's also the victim? Mm. Come on. And so they're like, hmm. I, you know, I'm looking Never at all the about stuff she's doing to her children and to her husband, and how controlling she is in her household and in church. But I say, but have you considered that that is a generational curse? That is the impact of a spiritual transfer. She learned that from her mother. It passed down to her, and so she's only doing what is her normal. Yep. And they just never think about she's a victim. They just yeah. see her as the person that is the abuser. Yeah. The person that's the aggressive female. Not looking at her as the she's the woman that has to unlearn those things. Correct. That have been transferred and taught to her. Correct. From generation exactly. to generation to generation. Exactly. And that is the, imp the impact of that is teenage mutilation, uh. domestic abuse, um, that is 
the the damage of church tradition, the spirit of religion, all of that is an impact that comes forth from the spiritual transfer from her mother to her. Wow. And so even though she's hated, there's never any compassion for her. The compassion is always for her husband or for her three daughters or that poor soul that tries to take over position in Greater Trials Missionary Baptist Church. Mm. That's just never good for them. Mm. <laughs> my, my, my. Yeah, so it's been, and I love the feedback. Um, she also has a Facebook page, so there are times when people will conversate with her on her Facebook page. Okay. And I kind of just laugh because I've even had someone to say, see, where, where's this church at? This is why I don't even want to go to church because the church is like this. And I just laugh and I'm like, it's fictional. <laughs> but I'm glad you got into it. But it's yeah. just <laughs> They're not real characters. They're not real. But and there I are people had, that are like that. Yeah, yeah. So they get into it, and I and I and I like that part. I've even had a, a woman to say in one of my discussions. Um, she said, "This sister Nadine reminds me of my husband." She said, "I have a male Nadine," and I thought that was really interesting. That is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> Did you ever in your wildest dream ever think that you would be doing what you're doing now and where you are today? No, I never thought that uh, originally that I would would write a book. Um, And I did not think that I would write a book and it would be so captivating you yeah. have so much interest and that I would have an opportunity to get on different platforms and talk about it but but I love it yeah. and I have so many other things that I want to do with it because I can take it so far and do yeah. so much so no and, and I am just really uh, in uh, anticipation and expectation of the bigger stages and platforms that it's going to take me to I would love to see that. That sounds like a stage play. Well, it's interesting you said that because uh, one of the reasons I'm not going to do my authors and writers workshop next year is because I have finally given in to the zillion of people that have said it's time for you to do another stage play. And this time you need to do one on your book on Sister Nadine Simmons. And I would love to see her uh, on the stage. And so next year I will be working on that, on getting ready to bring her to the stage. Oh, yeah, it's gonna have to be a real boy. I cannot wait to see who God gives me to play her character. Though I've been told it should be me. But <laughs> I really want to just, I, I want to see her come to life in other places other than my dreams. Because when I originally published this in 2017, I actually dreamed and I told my publisher, she came to me in my dream and I see her and pictured her and she was giving me this look like, really? You know, <laughs> she, she kind of visualized in my head, and I know, I know her. Yeah, you know her. What she looks like, that yes. spirit, that personality. Yes, that is awesome. So, are you working on any um, new projects right now? Uh, I have seven short stories that I've written. That I'm um, in the editing process of those. So those are going to be very interesting. They're going to kind of veer a little bit away from my um, Christian fiction or what I call Christian reality. Okay. Um, 
maybe a little edgy for some people, but I like it because I want to do something different. So <laughs> I'm working on that, uh -huh. and uh, I'm working on a authors and writers journal that they can use to help them with steps uh, as they progress toward becoming a better writer and becoming a published author. So those That's are two things that I'm working on right now, um, awesome. as well as my upcoming conference workshop in October in Jackson. Okay. And your workshop is geared towards authors and writers? Correct. Aspiring authors and writers. And so far it has uh, been successful. There are some people that have left there and that have been inspired um, to go forth and get their books published. I've also had um, some of the panelists to collaborate with each other on other projects, which I love to see because that is a, a component I didn't think of when I originally set it up, but I'm glad to see that. Um, okay. that they are collaborating and making uh, connections with each other and establishing new relationships. Mm. So it's been it's been really, really great. Um, I have decided to try to keep it in Jackson, Mississippi, because I really want to get to the point that people expect it. Yes. You yes. know, like they say, well, I know I know in August that they have the National Book Club Conference in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and I know that they have the book festival in Texas. Well, I want them to get to the point that they say, you know, in October that Felicia Brooks is going to have her authors and writers workshop. Yeah. So if you want to write a book or get better at writing, you need to be yeah, in. Get a seat. That's right. That's, That's it. I want butts in seats, Tana. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I am so loving this. Um, now, you mentioned that you have a publisher. Is Are you working towards the self-publishing or do you teach people how to generate the letters to publishing companies. Interesting that you asked that. I uh, originally, with my first book, I used a non-traditional publisher. Okay. But at my authors and writers workshop, we give them information and connect them with people who have done self-publishing, uh, traditional publishers, and non-traditional. Because a lot of people come not knowing the difference. That's right. And so they get to find that out and that helps them to make a decision of the route that they want to take based on what it is that they want to do with that book. Um, especially when it comes to self-publishing. Yeah. Because self-publishing, you also have to be a self-motivator. Yes. You have to have your plan written out. So you know you're going to write this book, but you're sitting in my workshop because you don't know what to do next after you write it. All of the work is on you. That's right. And so you have to decide when I publish this how, how am I supposed to market it? How am I supposed to get it visible? What am I supposed to do? How do I connect to do it? And so that is a big, big part of it because a lot of people say they want to self-publish, mm -hmm. but they have to make sure that they understand what all goes mm -hmm. that there. Yeah. Um, and for the major publishing companies, mm -hmm. I am so thrilled to announce that for the second year by popular demand, I will have uh, Dawn Michelle Hardy coming back. Okay. She's a literary agent, and they call her the literary lobbyist. Okay. And Dawn is the person that they talk with when they want to talk about a major publishing company. We say we want a bestseller, we want it on a New York Times bestselling list, but you have no idea how to do that. That's right. Or you've never even heard of a literary agent. And yeah. so she came in last year, and the people were like, wow, wow, really? Wow, never knew, never heard. And so they want her to come back this year so this year we're going to emphasize more in her breakout session them practicing on that pitch to that man yes. to that literary agent to get that book there and also your query letter what is it how do you write it 
And so a lot of people don't know about that. That's a part of whether or not your book even gets to that next step. You're thinking about the check, but you got to get there. Come on now, shout right now. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right there. All that. All that. Because that was me lost in 2012 yeah. when I published my yeah. first book. Yeah. And that's why I do it because I've been there. You know, I all I knew was, okay, I want to do it and I, I now know I can do it, but what's my step? And so this is the connector. This is the educator and the connector yeah. to the aspiring successful published author and the demonstrated experts. That's no. right. That's right. That is so, so good. It is so, so needed. Um, something I think a lot of people, because everybody is trying to become a published author now. Right. And a lot of people are, they're lost. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Or once they get it, they just got books and boxes because I don't know what, don't know to, what do. to do with it. They no. really don't I, know what to do with it. Or they're jumping on these anthologies with people not still right. not knowing right what to do with what it. to do with that so you can just say well i'm in this anthology okay in and this what are you going to do to single yourself yeah. out how are you going to stand out in that anthology exactly. how are you going to sell that how are you going to promote that exactly. oh you don't like to talk in front of people well you you did the wrong thing when you got in this anthology that's right that's <laughs> right i i have someone who slid into my messenger the other night. <laughs> and yeah. that's all I could tell her. Yeah. That was my first question. The person you did the anthology with, there wasn't any coaching with the fee you paid. Right. To walk right. you through the steps on how to promote. On what to do. On giving you the the guidelines for media, giving you the guidelines for if for speaking, bulk exactly. booking getting on stage selling your book at the exactly. back of the room none exactly. of that exactly they oh. don't they don't know that they don't know you know they don't know anything about the term selling from the stage or selling from the back of the room yes. they, they don't know anything about about that they don't know the importance of you have to be self-motivated to go find your own podcast interviews you do um, go searching for your own events where you can you do go you do yeah nobody told them all of that was involved wow. Wow. It's it Even though is, I, I do have my book and I'm a part of an anthology myself and I'm working on some other books as well as getting ready to help my husband, I would surely be in the room if I wasn't having a play and rehearsals and everything in October. Awesome, awesome. And can I just add too, what you mentioning anthologies, um, I'm thinking about anthologies and events and all of that when it comes to the author. The author has to be very careful about who they connect themselves to because you're creating a brand. So now every event that you see, yeah, you can't be a part of. Oh, no. You want to research it a little bit to see how it's been going, where it's being held. What's the quality of the people that are doing it? What's the the, the venue? Because all of that speaks volumes to yeah. your brand. Yeah. And when people say, yes, I'll pay 20 or $25 for her book, or no, I'll only pay 10 Exactly. Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence, even with an anthology. That's they right. may have five people in there, but who are those five people? And how can they help you? Because That's if right. they're not at a certain place, you're not going to move. Where are you trying to go? Exactly. 
Exactly. And some of these people doing anthologies will tell you, you know, it costs $1,800 to be a part right. of an anthology. And you're like, right. hey, what am I paying to? What comes with that? What record? Right. What influence? What, what? Notoriety. What promotion? What visibility? What visibility? What platform? Yeah. How are you going to help me? Are exactly. you going to set up my social media pages for me? Exactly. Are you going to book one or two events for me to kick it off? What are you going to do? We got to do more than have a book launch party. Thank you. Which I do a book launch party event. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh my 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 my. So as we. Um, wrap up because I, I I already see we're gonna have to have a, a, a session. We're gonna have to have a little wine and cheese soiree with Sister Nadine. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to get on Sister Nadine books. Um, yes. What 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 are two things that you can leave our audience with today? Something that they can take away that will empower them to show up to show up uh first of all just empower them period inspire them empower first thing i would say um is don't be afraid to do a self-evaluation that's good don't be afraid to do that because you need that to be able to authentically operate in whatever role it is that you want to operate in whatever it is you want to do in life you need to honestly evaluate yourself and who you are and be honest about that Uh that will help you in all other ventures what you want to do who you want to connect to do not be afraid to do a self evaluation of yourself and secondly I would say be prepared for the hustle because nobody's going to work your dream like you. Like you. Mm. Nobody's going to work your dream like you. You can have family members and friends that say, I'm so happy for you that you got the book and maybe three of them will get it, though 25 of them said they were happy for you. Don't take it personal, but just know right. they don't care about it like you do. So nobody else going to work your dream like you. Don't worry if Susie don't show and Susie your girl. Susan, she ain't invested in that book like you. That's right. That's right. That's your dream. You happy for you. This is what you wanted to do. So it's just, okay, you did it. Nobody's going to work it like you. And please do a self-evaluation. Be honest with yourself. It takes too much energy to fake it. (laughs) Can you say that again? It just takes way too much energy, Tammy. Too much. It, it's, it so does. And I, I be wanting to do a Facebook Live and just scream and tell people, just stop it. Just be authentic. Be you. Please. So they'll know. So that way they know who they're getting and you know, you know who you're getting to. Exactly. Who's coming in my circle? Whose circle am I in? That's right. That's right. And we can tell them like we do with the men. You knew what you was getting when you stepped into this relationship. That's right. You knew Your prayer life needs you to be strong to be my friend and to be my man. My son might say it need to be strong to be the biggest. <laughs> his mama. Yeah, to be his mama. He said, I had to have a strong prayer life for you, mama. Well, you good. knew that once you got here. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. my oldest have to say that like mine, you something else. But y'all look. But you knew that. Y'all know me. I but tell you. I, I love the self. I, I call it doing a self audit. Yeah, yeah. You got to do it. 
you gotta look at the, the bad, the good, and the ugly. Just do it. You have to. You have to. You have to recognize, and then you can accept those things about yourself. Right. But you gotta recognize it and be honest. You right. can't just own something that you're refusing to right. say. So I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Share with with, with our audience, how can people get in touch with you um, if they're looking to purchase your book, looking for you to come do workshops, they want to see you on stage, just let people know how they can connect with you. Yes, I love all of that, darling. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) They can contact me at my email address, author Felicia Brookins at gmail.com. They can connect with me on my personal Facebook page, author Felicia Kelly Brookins. They can send me an inbox message. They can go on to Sister Nadine's Ways and leave a post, however they like to get in contact with me. I am available. I am ready. All right. I'm definitely determined. All right. All right, y'all heard it here. Contact her at authorfeliciabrookins at gmail.com. Now I got to go and I got to see about this Miss Nadine. Oh, I, I got to see about this sister Nadine here because she sounds like she just a uh, force to be reckoned with. Well, you know, she's known as the saint that ain't. Oh. <laughs> she's the saint that ain't. She's the head usher of Greater Trials Missionary Baptist Church. The saint that ain't. ain't. She don't know she ain't. But But you can't tell her that. You can't tell her that. Oh my God. And if you do, it may cost you a trip to the MEA or some real hurt feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A few empty pews in the church. (laughs) She done offended somebody. Have a little uh, uh, little, uh, prison worship up in there in the church. Yeah. Oh my God. She's sanctified and delivered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's because of her hat and her dress and her usher her usher outfit her uniform oh my goodness yeah I... that makes her holy sanctified and delivered now can you order the book on amazon yes it is available on amazon.com they can also download it on kindle it's available there awesome awesome yeah. i absolutely love it you all heard it here But don't worry, we will have her back to talk more at a later date, not just about this, but about some of the other things that we could have just kind of took a whole detour into a whole nother conversation. (laughs) That's okay. You all, we will have her back on the show. I, again, thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to our next conversation. Until then, you all have an awesome evening. Good night. Good night.